0: Okay, you guys, imagine this. You wake up in mm-hmm. a saw trap. Yeah. Whatever one you like, whatever one fits your fancy. What, what are when the- One that f-
1: exists, like in the franchise? You could
0: honestly p- make one up if you'd like. Okay. Um, What are the first words out of your mouth? Fuck. 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 Probably.
1: Typical. Or, or. Homophobic. <laughs>
0: no, right. yeah, that, that feels right. That feels right. I feel like I would be somewhere in the ballpark of like, mm, No, absolutely. Absolutely. I understand. Right. No, yeah. I, I did no, 100. Honestly, literally took you long enough. Come on <laughs> <now>. <laughs> That's
2: funny. Because I feel like I would just be like, a, such a brat. I was like, no, why? I, oh, don't Yo. make me. Please. Like, I or I'd wake up and I'd be it. like,
0: <sighs> Oh, fuck. My back is killing me. (laughs) Uh, And that's the clips they would play um, as they found my mutilated body in the back of an abandoned Sears.
1: Eyes fly open, and I just start singing Race with China.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They just set off the trap immediately. They don't give you time. (laughs) The girls who
1: cried be horrid.
0: Hi, creeps, and welcome back to another mini-sode of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. Um, Now, for season two, don't think we're not going to bring back all our fun different types of mini-sodes, because we are. But we get to start doing mini-sodes that we had planned to do from the beginning, but couldn't because Miss Corona said, stay the fuck home, which is doing mini-sodes about horror films that are currently playing in theaters called Big Screen Scares. So welcome to the first ever Big Screen Scare mini-sode. I am Anya. I am Alex, and we
2: are welcomed by our very special guest, who, if you listen to our Saw episode, you should be familiar with, the co-host of Dearly Departed, Roberto. <gasps> it me! Hello,
1: everyone.
0: <laughs>
1: Hello, ghouls.
0: Um, but yeah, so we are talking today about, uh, the Chris Rock-produced sauce. Spin off slightly, uh, Spiral, which of course is why we did our entire Saw Ranking mini-sode, so we were prepared and well-educated to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I, I said in our
2: end of 2020 episode that Spiral was my most anticipated movie of 2021, <laughs> because it was my most anticipated movie of 2020, because I am a Saw fanatic, so I was very excited. I am a big fan of when people who are not typically you know members of the horror community take on remaking or doing some kind of film in the same universe as really well-established horror films like I think that the uh new Halloween films that are coming out I really liked the one that came out it was just called Halloween right yeah yeah and their Halloween kills is coming out in Halloween what's the other one End or Ends or dies okay. or whatever the fuck it yeah. is. I, I like that. I think that's fun. So when I saw that, you know, oh Chris Rock has an idea for a new saw film, I was like, incredible, fresh perspective, someone that's, you know, not it's not gonna be the same run of the mill bullshit. I'm right. so excited. I don't know if that's what I ended up with in the end, but we'll I'm into think it. It's
1: safe to say that like most things, um Joey King should have
0: done it no yeah you (laughs) the way you took the words out of my mouth
1: like if joey king had produced this saw spinoff i just feel like you know we all wouldn't have to sit here today and um feel the things that we have to feel
0: did y'all see she just like produced her like first film or some shit that's coming out later this year it's like based on like a uh, it's like a coming of age like romance shit um how long do you think joey king will be playing a teen forever for as long as she can milk it honey Mm -hmm. like that's literally the dream i feel like in this industry (laughs) i always
1: i think of that actress who's been playing a teen for literally like it feels like 20 to 30 years she um was kendra the vampire slayer in buffy the vampire slayer Mm. in the mid 90s and then was Mm -hmm. still a teen in 2010 on pretty little liars i'm like
0: and you're she right, was yeah. you win. sort of low-key a teen in the flashback episodes of the vampire diaries i mean she just has the fountain of youth <laughs> well the thing is like in yeah. hollywood i feel like specifically when you're a woman like the older you get like when you're a man and it's just in general in life it's like oh my god silver fox blah, blah blah like you never run out of roles whereas women they get older and it's like well what can she play a hag yeah right a
1: crone
0: Miss king milking being twelve years old for as long as possible. Girl, go off.
1: She should honestly play younger, in my opinion.
0: I would, I would buy it completely.
1: <laughs> completely. If Florence Pugh is out here trying to play what yeah. a nine-year-old, I don't know how old she was supposed to yeah, be. Seriously,
0: that yeah. was too much. Um. Six and a half and Little woman. It was bad. <laughs> oh, oh Lord, man, have mercy. Man. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, listen, I'll say this.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: like this about as much as I like. All the other soft films. Okay,
1: I know that's a goddamn lie. I'm just gonna call you out right now.
0: No, no, okay. I know you said you had some shit to say to me on this episode, so I'd love you to just air out whatever fuck you, <laughs> you have it
1: right. It now. wasn't. I'll get to what I thought oh. about <laughs> I later. Can't wait for this isn't it even is. it.
0: Listen, I have this ranked middle of my list. Middle of my song ranking. It's literally in the middle of the list. I don't think it's as good as the first three. Mm -hmm. I think it's better than everything that that follows the first three. I'm somewhat in agreement with you, but not fully. It's definitely not the best.
2: It's not the worst.
0: So don't come in these
2: streets
0: (laughs) calling me a damn liar.
2: (laughs) Okay, before we get into the actual film, I would love to know, because I know at least for myself and Anya, I feel like I'm not sure about you, Roberto. I know probably... One of the first movies, um, but this was my first movie back in theaters. Yeah. Post-COVID. Um, <laughs>
0: and it was. What? <laughs> I know his answer and it's honestly going to be incredible.
2: Okay. Well, I don't know if you know my question, but I just wanted to know what the experience was like going back to a theater after over a year of, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've been desperate. I was so fucking excited yeah. to go sit in the movie theater and watch the big screen and have that Dolby shit mm-hmm. just like blasting my ears out. How was it? Are you happy are you thriving so it's really
1: an important thing to know about me is um there are many men you know in the celebrity verse that are important to me but mm-hmm. you know one of the crowning jewels has to be the one and only jason statham
2: yeah i heard you have a thing for bald men <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. You know what? I do. And I love Jason Statham. I Good
0: do. I do. There are worse men to love, Roberto. I'm not, I'm not to judging. to am judging.
1: So when his movie, Wrath of Man, directed by <laughs> Guy Ritchie, dropped, you know, I was like, it feels right. It feels like he is calling out to me. He's beckoning me to to return to the theater. You know, I walked in fully vaccinated. I got... Mm-hmm. Um, friend rachel to come with we dubbed it jason day
2: amazing
1: uh because we were listening to jason Mraz in the car and the only tickets that were available for the most convenient time slot um was an 8 p.m imax with laser showing
2: Ooh. um i don't know All what
1: out. the fuck with laser means <laughs> um, I read the description. I could not explain it to you. This is an action movie. There was a lot of gunshots. So when I sat in the seat, you know, with my gin and Sprite that you can take into the AMC theater from the bar,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was, it, it, it felt like a rebirth. It felt like a renewal. And it felt, I was really centered because I was about to see the man I love you know, um, do his thing in a theater I haven't been in so long because the AMC Burbank Theater is my favorite. Um, so I, know, I don't know much about Jason Statham's personal life. So if he's a bad person, no one tell me because I'm not a <laughs> um,
0: Ignorance is bliss. It
2: does e- not make sense e- with his fantasy.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, I did feel like I was getting shot at.
2: Mm.
1: It felt like I was going to bust an eardrum. It felt um, like the movie was really fucking long for no reason. Um, Jason killed it. You know, I loved every minute he was on screen. So, yeah, I mean, I'll say that then my second back to the theater experience going to spiral, there was a lot more anticipation, I feel like, because Mm -hmm. I walked into Wrath of Man knowing Little to nothing, so it was kind of just like I'm back in a theater. Whereas you know, Spiral, it's like oh, I'm back in a the theater and seeing a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, so that was it, it. I was more excited than I imagined I would be.
0: I love that Guy Ritchie is saving cinema for Roberto.
1: I mean, someone has to, you know, someone. Yeah, if it's and that if it wasn't Chris Rock, Rock for you. It, it was going to be Guy Ritchie. Guy
0: Ritchie. <laughs> Anya, how was it like going back to the theater for you? I mean, Spiral was my first movie back in theater, which it feels somewhat poetic that it was, yeah. I've never seen a Saw movie in theaters. Um, I hadn't seen a lot of the Saw movies before. Honestly, we decided to commit to this, which I knew I was going to do eventually because I know that, like, I'll go see everything and anything that's released in theaters, but also I'm, like, a completionist and I have to watch shit in order, so I would never have just, like, gone to see Spiral. I would have, like, crunched it out and been, like, I'm going to watch every Saw movie in, like, two days or less.
1: Well, Um, okay, so I'm curious now. Not... Again, not to come for you. It's a question. It's just a question. I'm just curious. Here we go. Yeah, a loaded
0: question. I was,
1: I feel like, hounded for not wanting to skip to Mad Max Fury Road. But you saw it having not seen the original movies. So I'm just curious, you know, why didn't you feel compelled (laughs) to see the earlier movies? And why did you feel like you could, you know, judge me?
0: (laughs) What's funny about this is Roberto talking about how he's hounded for not skipping to Mad Max Fury Road. When those words came out of Abby's mouth <laughs> and not my mouth. Baby, I know our names both start with an A, but I need you to give it the fuck together. You were there. I, okay. I was there. You were
1: there. And that's enough. And you didn't protect. I, oh, because
0: I didn't come to your defense, like all the times <laughs> that you let me get fucking roasted and railroaded, and you say nothing. Yeah, girl, don't even play. Um, <laughs> yes, I did skip Mad Max, all the other ones. When I saw Mad Max: Fury Road, but I didn't see that in theaters, first of all. And I kind of, I, I when I watched that, it was kind of because it was such a cultural moment that I was like, and obviously we have Miss Charlize Theron, one of my huge celebrity crushes. Um, want to be her? Want to be with her? Um serving us bald realness, I was like, I have to, as a fellow buzz cut baldie cutie, watch this movie. hmm
1: hmm
0: Okay. So, that's my excuse for that. But don't start bringing up receipts that aren't even mine, girl. I didn't pay for it. You can take it back. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but back in the theater for me, yeah, um, I mean, I had a great time. I think at the end of the day, like, I, I won't specifically get into watching Spiral yet because we're going to just discuss that obviously in a second, but... Yeah, it felt like church. I, before pandemic, I mean, I was at the movies almost, very close to every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I was in Boston and I was working at a movie theater, I would literally have a schedule of like, I would go to class, right out of class, I would go to the goddamn AMC on the Boston Common, and then after the showing, I would go to my shift at the Kendall. And then, really, if I was feeling dangerous after I got off the Kendall, sometimes we'd obviously stay after and like watch mm-hmm. a movie. Like, um, So, yeah, and I didn't fully, like, I kind of knew, but I didn't fully realize until, obviously, it was taken away from me, like, how much going to the cinema, like, meant to me, and, like, Mm -hmm. my mental health, and just, like, having a space to just, like, because most of the time I go by myself, um, even if it's to see, like, pieces of shit like Jexy, like, girl, give it to me. Like, the way that I was, like, desperate, I was like, I'll go see Jexy again. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like, I'll (laughs) go through it again. I don't care. That's really desperate. (laughs) Jesus. Um, So yeah, just being able to be back was so nice. And then literally two days after I saw spiral, I went with my friend Connor, and we saw like the anniversary showing of Top Gun in the big ass Dolby theater mm. girl it literally sounded like a goddamn fighter jet was gonna take my head off. and I loved it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, i'm I literally feel just like closer to God now that I can go back to the cinema again. Yeah. Alright, so I guess it's time we should get right into the actual movie we're supposed to be talking about, mm-hmm. which is Spiral. So, from the Book of Saw.
2: The f- from tale. the Book of
0: Saw, yes. Um, so I guess... Um,
1: is this a spoiler-free what? discussion?
0: No, this is going to be no. spoiler-heavy. Okay. So heavy if you guys spoilers. are listening, I mean, at this point we haven't given any spoilers. Um, if you don't want spoilers for the movie stop listening. If you do want spoilers because you've already seen it and or you want to know before going in because maybe you're a little bit of a scaredy cat, then stick around. I'm gonna, let's start, like, with some positives. Okay. Some things we liked about the film. So I'll go first and I'll say I loved the 21 Savage soundtrack. Oh, yeah. From the beginning when they have the scene of like Chris Rock and those guys like doing like the robbery heist kind of shit and the song is playing to the end credits that absolutely went off. I was like, yeah, I love that shit where it's kind of like whether it's a Jordan Peele like remixing a song that already exists and making it scary or dark or just like something that I think I read about it in a Fangoria recently in which like there's this like I can't remember the exact terminology for it, but it's almost like horror rap. Which is kind of like what this was, or at least the last song in the credits, because it literally is a song about, like, Spiral, and it's using, like, the iconic keys, but it's also, like, a rap song. Yeah, I fuck with it. I think it's really fun. I love the soundtrack. I thought it was probably one of the
2: best parts of the film, just in general. Um, I guess something that I will say positive about it is that I was happy to see that it felt like like a movie that fit in the series, because... It is technically, you know, not a part of the series. It's supposed to just be, like, you know, in the same universe. So I was was very excited to see that they still had the same level of, like, cheesy-ass dialogue, the, like, really heavy editing of the, like, flashbacks of, like, reminding you what you, like, are supposed to pick up on. Although I think that they did it too much in this, where, like,
0: Mm -hmm. you do
2: it at the end to have the big reveal. You don't do it throughout the film to, like, guide me there and, like, hold my hand but right. I I felt like Saw has a very specific style that not really any other series has of like being really like disturbing at times and like gory and gross but also feeling kind of cheesy and stupid and I just like it I just like really fuck with the vibe of it so I thought it it very much fit and flowed with the rest of the films and it felt like a companion piece to the rest of them instead of something that was like completely its own. Mm. I I appreciated that. I
1: will disagree, but also add, (laughs) add, it's like, I disagree and agree. So, and by that, I mean that I, I would say I I just watched the first one and I, and I have other points. I recently just rewatched the first one. So I have other points to discuss how like there are, there are similarities between the first saw and this, um, Mm. But I but I think that once you get past the first one and once, like, you really look at the franchise as a whole, like, from the first one, it just grows and, and morphs into something else, something mm-hmm. that I love and am embarrassed of and is um, a mess. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I will say that this one, to me, f- did feel like a spinoff. So in that okay. sense, I disagree with you, but I liked that it felt like a spinoff because then it's like, oh, well, at least I still have, you know... The first hot mess express that is, you know, the the seven movies or eight movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just how I felt. And I mean, I can get into specifics, but um, I just think it it, to me, it felt like someone who had seen a clip of Saw and who had heard like there's crazy editing sometimes, but who like didn't fully get it you know and I mean of course I am a big fan of like the hideous grain the seven yes. different color schemes the over editing because I, I, I rewatched the first one and I think in the middle of the movie there's a crazy like editing sequence that recaps the entire movie halfway through and I'm like wait what and mm-hmm. I feel like in Spiral they did it but they did it in like a weird it was like fades instead of aggressive cuts and like there was just a certain way that they did things that felt like like spinoff you know like adjacent mm-hmm. to parallel to you know taking inspiration from but not not quite hitting it the way that i did so i so that was a positive for me just in the sense that i was like okay so i don't have to judge this like another saw sequel i can kind of you know um let it stand to the side
2: i think that's really interesting because especially you saying it's it felt like somebody who had seen like clips because it was Written by the guys who wrote Jigsaw and it was directed right. by the guy who did two, three, and four. So I feel like if it if the tone doesn't come across like it's coming from people who have made multiple of these films, maybe that was on purpose. Or maybe they just did a bad job.
1: Yeah. Do you know what it is? I think it feels it feels like they wanted to do the spin-off and have a fresh start in the sense mm-hmm. of just like wanting it to really be accessible to people who maybe haven't watched the franchise so they I think scaled back on some of the stylistic things that I think most people who enjoy cinema would you know disapprove of and think are like Mm. cheap and ugly and messy but of course what I love about these movies is how ridiculous and it can't be and so
2: yeah no I I agree I definitely think that they wanted it to be more for mainstream audiences and less tailored for like Saw fans yeah there's definitely things that I want to talk about with at least one specific trap that I felt was very much done for mainstream audiences and was kind of insulting to Saw fans yeah Um. so I'm sure but you know as someone who like knows Saw so well I still picked up on little things that like oh, you can tell this is a Saw movie at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. I will say that when asked the question, the first thing that came up were uh, my favorite, or the positives of Mm -hmm. this film were the traps. I think that the traps were really fun. They were really inventive. Did I always love how they played out on screen? No, but I think that, you know, um, they were really creative. I think, again, towards the end of the franchise, it felt like they were just repeating so much, and you're like... Mm. Been there, done that. So, you know, stepping into this movie, it was nice to see, like, yes, give me this weird Chinese finger trap <laughs> torture machine. <laughs> um, give me this house of wax realness. Yeah,
2: I knew what we were talking about. Yeah.
0: When I tell you, wait, we were in the Theater and, Rupert, <laughs> and the fucking wax scene is happening. And, was like, and they find her body later. And he's like, oh my God, like, I hope they don't, like, rip her face off when they take the wax off. And I literally turned to him in the theater and I was like, have you not seen House of Wax 2005? Of course her goddamn face is going to come off. Duh. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Roberto. Um, I did enjoy The Traps. I think, to a degree, as I said, like, I'd never seen a Saw film in theaters. So I think there's an element of that, too. It's, like, my first time seeing, like, these depraved-ass creations on a big screen. I'm just like, yippee! Um, I think it also comes into play to what we'll talk about, maybe critiquing the movie, and um, of why I was, like, so excited when we saw any of the traps. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, there was none, personally, that I was, like, I don't like this trap. I think it's boring. I had fun with all of them. I think it was funny that, like, everyone in this movie, pretty much, like, was so fucking incompetent and just, like, refused to follow the goddamn instructions, even though they live in a universe in which John Kramer existed and so many before him, before them, like, died because they wouldn't, like, just follow the goddamn directions. And then, like all of them, just like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna die. I think I disagree with both of you. <laughs> Damn! Here we go. Here we go. Because
2: I, I have a lot of issues with the traps. I, for, and I would think with the exception of the hot wax, you have to paralyze yourself. Trap. I thought that one was really creative because the alternative to dying is almost worse. Like it's horrible. You have to paralyze yourself. Like, t- no, that's fu- that's fu- so fucked up. So I thought that one was really good, but. I feel like at least for the first two with like the train with the tongue and then the finger traps, I feel like they do follow the rules because they in in both situations, they do what they're supposed to do. They just don't have enough time to do it or they do it too late. But my issue with the traps is that when I see a new Saw movie on the big screen, I get like very anxious. I get very nervous and stressed during those scenes because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when the gore is going to come. I don't know if they're going to escape or not. And in this movie, you know that they don't live because you see the guy's fingers before we see that he's even in a trap. You, I mean, it's more because I saw the trailer, but I knew that the guy in the beginning was going to get killed on the train track. So there was, it lacked that anxiety level for me of like, oh my God, are they going to survive? Are they going to make it? Because I already, you've already shown me that his fingers got cut off and sent to you. I know that he's not going to make it. So I don't really care. Like, the scene, I don't I don't really give a shit because I already know the outcome. And I think yeah. they don't usually do that in the series. And I thought that was a strange choice.
1: I mean, I think that um, when you get to the end and the motivations behind this, I feel <laughs> like, behind the killer, I was like, eye roll, right?
0: But mm-hmm. I guess,
1: um, I mean, ultimately, it doesn't seem like he really actually wanted to rehabilitate them, right? Like, no. it seems like he wanted to make an example of them you know so that other cops will get it together so in that instance like it, it which is a bummer because again one of my favorite things about Saw is like the chance to live or like the opportunity even if it's 30 seconds I, I laugh because the 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 man with the Chinese finger traps it's like he took one break he literally he took did. he took like a five second breather and yeah that was it um <laughs> Which is so hilarious.
0: But I will say for the train guy, like, he, he had enough time. It was just kind of, like, the idiocy of, like, yeah. not committing. And then, of course, committing... <laughs> and then he gets fucking hit by the train anyway. I thought that was low-key hysterical. But going off of what Roberto was saying, which is another segue into another, I think, important topic to discuss here, is kind of, like, the overall motivation of our killer and kind of the t- the subject matter it's addressing in this film, which mm-hmm. is obviously police, which obviously... Not that it hasn't always been an issue, but obviously in this past year has been very much in the spotlight. Um, we are an A cab podcast, baby, and Saw is an A cab series, which mm-hmm. I really fuck with, including mm-hmm. this one. um I will say that one scene in particular—once again, that I turned to a bird on the theater and I was like, "Girl, they are not serious with this shit." Was when Chris Rock and his partner are like discussing like who could it be blah, blah blah like what could be like trying to figure it out and Chris Rock literally says like no 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 like John Kramer didn't target cops and I literally like was yeah. like Babe, <laughs> somebody get this motherfucker a box set because <laughs> um yeah he fucking did yes yeah. he did
2: yeah the yeah the main people in Saw's two four five six like they're all fucking cops it's Detective Matthews, it's and Detective cops, too. It's, like, literally it's the FBI agents. Wahlberg. Yeah, it's always been about cops. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, the police have always had a very central role in this in the series because they are investigating him, and he, therefore he is turning it on them. Yeah, and they're never true. heroes. That's the thing. No, never.
1: Which is such a buzz. What I left the theater feeling like again. So the franchise has always has always um, shined a spotlight on corrupt policemen usually getting killed in the end, right? And it wasn't this, like, aggressive message that they were trying to send. It was, it, it felt very, like, it felt organic into the story. It wasn't Jigsaw being, like, you're corrupt. You're a corrupt cop, you know, die. It was, like, you're a corrupt person. A lot of you seem to be cops, you know? It just, it, there was um, n- a nuance, not to sound mm. crazy, not to sound, right. not, not to give... You know, the Saw franchise, <laughs> that credit. But it just felt like stepping into this movie. It's like, we've already covered this, and now you're doing it in such a heavy-handed mm-hmm. way that it feels, um I wrote that, like, it felt like they were pandering, and, like, it was just, like, it yeah. felt tired, you know? It, they it, were like, it, it
2: felt oh, like, we have a pig mask. We can use that and say that they're Right, pigs. It,
1: it just felt like the the film thought it was really doing something. That's my favorite thing, when, like, movies think they're really onto something, when they're, like, on the fucking poles, and I'm like, babe, come on now.
0: And I don't think it helped. I think another factor as well that, like, makes it hard to... Fu- like, it, 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 it almost, like, it's 50-50 because it's, like... Because the entire, essentially, cast is cops. Like, the whole thing center around centers around, like, a police precinct. No. Everyone that dies is a cop, like... All of it. Cops, 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 cops. Um, So already I'm like, okay, so I don't care about any of you. (laughs) Chris Rock included, new little fucking, you know, side partner, fucking bitch, whatever. I don't care because you're cops. Like, I'm sorry. Like, actually, I'm not sorry. I don't fucking care about any of you. So already, but then hand in hand, then I'm like, oh, well, then when, like, these fucking hoes get fucked, am I having a goddamn jamboree? Yes, I am. Yeah. Not sorry to say it. But I think the issue is that, as Roberto's saying, like, it does feel heavy-handed. It's like the Saw franchise was already doing this without having to be so blatant about it, just kind of being, like, almost, it's like, matter-of-fact. Just like, like Roberto's saying, like, you're corrupt people and, oh, lol, so many of you happen to be cops. Isn't that interesting? Even the guy that, like, is willing to take over Jigsaw's mantle... And then, mind you, he's taking over, like, a serial killer's mantle, and he manages to still be the worst fucking person, because he doesn't follow the goddamn rules and instructions. Like, cop. Um,
1: When you can't even be a serial killer, right? (laughs)
0: Literally. um, The police are so incompetent, it's unreal. Um, But I think with... Whatever you want to say, you know, about other Saw movies and their flaws and the choices they're making, at least in those, like, if they did, if they were really, like, we have to do a movie that's all about cops, right? That everyone, like, fine. But because of the fact that you're doing it as a spin off, we don't get any John Kramer. We don't get any, we don't even get Billy the Puppet. We don't get any of it. It's like... In a strange way, like, Billy the Puppet slash John Kramer, like, that entity has become, like, a slasher icon in its own way. Where, like, when you go to, like, a Michael Myers movie now, right? Like, a Hollywood, movie, you, like, low-key are rooting for Michael. Because he's a figure that you already know and you can get behind, even if he's, like, a fucking awful, soulless, mm-hmm. evil entity. Where in this one, it's, like, I can't even be, like, okay, you know, this, this, and this. But, like, my boy John Kramer's here! My boy Billy the Puppet is tricycling up on these hoes! It's, like, no, you get this, like, weird not even similar to the OG like saw model like modulated voice yeah it sounded awful. like Siri was talking to us yeah like and then yeah that disgusting fugly little pig puppet girl the way that Billy puppet shows up with a beat ass mug every time <laughs> and then we get this like stitched together piece of pork girl no I was not about that at all.
2: I kind of liked it, but I just am a sucker for a cute little weird creepy puppet. So it showed up, and I was like, hello, who are you? <laughs> I, I don't blame him for any of it. He has no no far, no part in this. He was just... He's innocent thing. in all of this. Yeah, I, I don't hold any malice towards him. I like him. But I like Billy better, obviously.
1: But to your point, it, I, I just think that they were so nervous about talking about John Kramer and... Mm. The entire previous jigsaw franchise but it just it doesn't make sense like you get you get the killer's motivation at the end and it's like you just wish that like at some point in the movie chris rock and okay the killer is his partner spoiler alert yes. whatever right um, ends up being his partner you just wish they had a conversation about what john kramer meant to them you know
0: mm-hmm. like
1: you know what did those killing? How did they affect them? If affect them at all? You know, clearly it affected one of them enough to fucking copycat him and and start killing a bunch of policemen. You know, but you just get to the end and the big question. I mean, they they give you like a motivational reason that like you know the the Max. That's the actor. I don't I don't know how to pronounce yeah. his last name. Max Mingella. Um, Max Mingella's father was um, wrongly killed by a cop and that's his motivation but it's like okay great so you want revenge on cops but how do you get <laughs> how do you get to yep. jigsaw you know like
0: yeah. and that's the thing in all the other movies like as you guys are saying like the reveals like don't come until the very end um in which i made a comment about this where i was like listen I, when we talked about some movies, I was like, these fucking movies are so convoluted. I can't follow anything that's going on. And then I watched this that was, like, almost like, as you were saying, Alex, earlier. Like, it was guiding you the whole way. Like, okay, don't forget this thing Mm -hmm. because that's going to be important. Like, the timeline was very much, like, ABC. Like, this, this, and this happens. Like, there's no, like, oh, you think you're here, but we're here. And then we got to the end, and I was like, "Mm, not convoluted enough. Honestly, something that's like low key a little bit of the magic of these movies is the fact that it's like needs to be going at a certain pace and be just confusing enough that when you get to those final keys at the end, Mm -hmm. and you're gonna piece it together for me, I might understand somewhat. But there still needs to be so much that I have to process all at once that I can't see every single flaw. Whereas Mm -hmm. this honestly was bloated in my opinion a little bit. Like the first half of the movie was just like this police procedural with like like one trap total in the entire beginning, and I was just like. I have too much time to think right now. I need carnage. I need... Or just, like, crazy fucking shit being thrown at me. And it just wasn't happening. So, contrary to my own beliefs prior to this, I needed it to be fucking more confusing. (laughs) Well,
2: I think that so much of the fun of the Saw movies is that, like, wow factor type twist at the end of being, like, I maybe had an idea of what was going on, but, like, I didn't realize, like, all of that was coming together in this, like, fucking super complex complicated like timeline and you don't have that in this film the reveal of it being max is literally just we walk into a room and he's just standing there and he's like hi it was me and i'm like wow what a fucking reveal am i right and i think this brings me to like what my biggest issue with the film is which was the scene of them finding, quote-unquote, Max's dead body that has been skinned, where they're like, oh my god, because of the tattoo, being like, he's dead. And I'm sure to anybody who has not seen a Saw film would just believe it and go, okay, sure, whatever. But there has never been a single instance in the entire series where we don't watch the trap play out, whether we know the outcome beforehand or not. They don't show you him going through any kind of trap where then he would be skinned. So to me, that just told me, okay I don't believe this then because you didn't show it to me and you've never done that before so therefore this is not true.
1: Yeah I mean after that scene I was just hoping that because even if you're trying to open up the the Saw movies to a new audience you're you have to be aware that horror fans are gonna go. You know, and like, so I was just hoping that them knowing that, that like, mostly it would probably be an audience of mostly people who enjoy horror movies would be like, okay, we have this scene where you don't see this guy get killed. So, you know, let's actually use that to our advantage and have him actually be dead. You know, they're all yeah. going to suspect it's going to easily be him. But no, I was like, okay, okay, I get yeah, you. you think I'm an idiot. That's
0: fine. I mean, I turned to Roberto in that moment once again, and I was like, so it's him. Yeah. So he's obviously the killer um
1: but going back to your earlier point Anya I thought it was hilarious this is what I was bringing up this is what I was laughing about earlier was I think a few days later we watched my favorite one of my favorite lifetime movies Um, the perfect roommate starring my queen Bodie Ann something and literally five minutes into the movie Anya's like I don't know what's happening who are these people what like she was already confused and every ten minutes it was like girl this is what's happening Granted, you were on your laptop, but, like, I feel like you can usually still keep up. So, I just, I like a world in which a Lifetime movie is a little too much. It's a little too complex. It's a little for too my, layered. For my pea
0: brain. For Anya,
1: <laughs> but sitting in an, in a theater with no other distractions, you're, like, S- the, okay, This is what it was. The movie was fucking boring for the first hour. Speak your truth. That's the fucking truth. I was bored because, and, and this is what my main review is, right? Like, a disappointing Saw movie, run of the mill. You know, expect it. That's fine. But a boring one, that's that's a new low for the franchise. Um, that's concerning to me. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I think about like what you said, Anya. Like it's all about the pacing, right? You're, like you're always trying to keep up. You're either always trying to keep up, or you're being like, you know, um, turned off and scared by how nasty the traps are. Right. Whereas this movie, so much fucking downtime. At one point, Chris Rock is doing his type five. Um, literally, literally. And and I watched the first one last night with my friend Shannon because she came with us, she was visiting, and Spiral was her first Saw movie. And I was like, oh, girl, no. Like, I can't leave you on this now. Like, let's watch the first Saw movie. And it was slower than I remember. The first Saw movie is actually a lot slower than I remember. Um, But that being said, where it succeeds is that – um. It's, again, two people stuck in a really tense situation in which Mm -hmm. you don't know if they're about to die or not, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas this movie was slow, but I was never concerned for anyone, partially because I didn't care about the characters, but partially because they were not in danger. And so then I I remember like 40 minutes into the movie, I think about the scene specifically in which Chris Rock goes to visit, you know, um, the widow. Um... Mm -hmm her husband dies. And it's like this scene and I'm I'm paying attention and I'm I'm really like racking my brain and like waiting for the end for it to come full circle. Like why was it important that he sit down and talk to this woman? Um it wasn't. It was literally just a scene for Chris Rock to be like, I'm a dramatic actor. And he did Mm -hmm. a fine job, but most of the movie I was like, oh that's Chris Rock like trying to do drama and doing it fine. But it was just like it's something that you're aware of. You're like, Chris Rock is really you know, he's, he's, he has a quip here or there, but, like, he's serious. Because this is a serious movie. Um, so, yeah, there was just, like, a bunch of useless scenes, frankly. There was a lot of useless scenes that didn't... It didn't make me feel closer to the character. And it didn't... Um, it didn't... Um, launch a thread that was then closed, you know, when those piano keys came up.
0: Yeah, a trend I'm noticing recently in films, uh, I saw it in this, I saw it in, I believe it's called, like, The Little Things, whatever that fucking Rami Malek movie was, um, in which these movies are just trying to recreate Seven, and here's my thing, I love Seven, I think Seven is an incredible movie, it's one of Brad's best performances, it's awesome, I mean, obviously it's a cultural phenomenon with the whole, like, what's in the box, um, but seven exists you guys it exists we have full access to it it's not a fucking black and white like fucking silent film that we need remade so you guys don't have to do it anymore you don't have to recreate seven like we've moved past the need for it especially because in general i feel like we're in interesting well i I don't know if i would say interesting but like strange waters now where it's like I don't think that we're just suddenly not going to have any cop-related media, whether it be television shows or whatever anymore. But it is like, people are not rooting for cops. Like, so in general, you already, like, put yourself at a disadvantage when you make a movie centered I mean, some that.
1: people are. The thing some is. Some people
0: are, but I think. Not in our, our circle. circle. <laughs> in our circle, absolutely not. So it's just like, you know, even if you have, like, a movie where it's like, oh, but I'm the one good cop it's going to go against all the corrupt cops, I don't even give a fuck then. Because I'm like, that's not real. If you really fucking cared, you would not be on the police force, to be quite honest with you. Like, there it is. Um, But yeah, so I agree with Roberto that I think the beginning was just trying to do a seven remake again, and I was like, I don't need it. I don't (laughs) want it. But something I just want to say very quickly, because I got lost in a thought before, but when Roberto was saying the thing about how the killer in this one, it's just kind of like, okay, I see your motivation. I don't understand how that relates to Jigsaw John Kramer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100% agree, because as I was trying to say, in the earlier movies for however convoluted or stupid or what the fuck ever you want to say about them, at the end you get like, and this is when John Kramer met this motherfucker like two fucking years prior and brought him under his wing. Like it all whether it's stupid or not does make sense. They do explain it even if it's convoluted or it's silly or it's whatever. And you can see how because of running into John Kramer one time, that set them on a path. Where as far as we know, this little boy had never met john kramer as as much as he saw was just like reading a news article about him or like seeing news about his killings on the tv and that was it so it's just like less believable and because tobin bell didn't get a goddamn paycheck yeah i'll be honest i cared a lot less as we wrap up here our thoughts about jigsaw is there any final thing you guys want to throw on the table things you like things you want to critique how it fits into the franchise overall anything you want to say
2: Um, well, I mean, I feel like I have aired most of my grievances, and I agree with everything that you guys have said. I think maybe this would have been a better film if it had followed similar structures to other Saw films, with, like, maybe putting a bunch of cops in a trap instead of having it... I fully agree that it's very much a seven, like, rip-off of them, especially with, like, the boxes being delivered to them, like... Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, I... No. I think you know the structure is not what I was hoping for and I also I don't personally love the traps I also don't think there were enough traps I feel like if you're going to try to revitalize the series you need to go over, like fucking hard and just do like trap after trap after trap and they need to be vicious and I it didn't do enough for me um and then you know the ending I also felt was very lukewarm I thought having Samuel Jackson like turn into a puppet was like very on the fucking nose um but you know at the end of the day if and when they make another one i will fucking be their opening night ready absolutely be miserable all over again my cheeks will
0: be in those seats babe yeah
2: i literally when the movie started i was just smiling so hard the first like 15 minutes just like so happy because i was watching a saw movie and then it like disappeared as i started watching the film but i was just so happy to be there in that moment
1: Oh. Um, I full-on cheered when I saw that goddamn Twisted Pictures logo. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> it's, like,
1: literally, delicious, yes. delicious. Um, I will say that, although I was bored as hell the first hour, you know, the second hour, it picked up, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm entertained now, you know, and then the disappointment sets in. But, um, generally, I was more pleased with the cast, I, I was happy that it was a more diverse cast. I thought that mm. um Sol, the actress from Riverdale who plays the yeah. um the the detective or the, the police captain. chief police, yeah. Police captain, yeah. I thought that um she wasn't given a lot to work with, but I will say that she wasn't distracting. And and that I think is just the goal, right? Is to kind of be vaguely believable and to not be distracting. Whereas I feel like compared to like Chris Rock where it was just like you're Chris Rock and like you're you know like it, it there was a distracting element to his performance although I thought he did a good job and did better than than I expected and um and Samuel L, L. Jackson too like there's just something really distracting about those characters and I think that oftentimes you come to a saw There's movie, such
0: huge personality. Right,
1: you come to a saw movie for <laughs> me the story, some people the traps, you know. Like you don't come to see these like characters. Um, so that's why I feel like I really gravitated towards soul because it was like, she's there, she's doing her thing, she got a nice gruesome death, like, killed it, girl. Um, I think that Max, again, can't pronounce his last name, or I haven't stuck to it, um, charming man, like him. Um, yeah, I guess, like you, I will be seeing the next Saw movie, of course, of course, I'm here now. You know, I'm part of the community. Um, in conclusion, I will say that it was um, more disappointing than Crawl 2019, um, but sorry, less
0: disappointing. Like crawl. No, no, we can't go on this tangent. We, we can't, can't go on this, on this, on this tangent.
1: tangent. I was very excited for Crawl, and then Crawl's we'll dope. talk. It's a
0: conversation for another day. We'll text. Okay. We'll text. Okay.
1: L- less disapp- Wait, more disappointing <laughs> than Crawl 2019, but less disappointing than Fantasy Island 2020.
0: <laughs> like you can't yeah. make the goddamn comparisons. Oh, Lord have mercy. I agree. I'm gonna be yeah. Th- for all the shit that I give this franchise, I'm I'm in it. I'm in it now. It doesn't fucking <laughs> matter. I'm gonna be in the theater for the next one. I don't I'm sure you guys saw, but like they already said that there's going to be another Saw movie, not a spin off spiral oh, but I there's gonna be that. another Saw movie. Um which Great! I'll be interested to see how convolutedly they piece it all together. Um, I hope the I will be happy. Back. Yeah, I mean, I just hope that Tobin Bell gets a goddamn paycheck again because that was truly nowhere to lie. The most disappointing thing about this the whole time I was like, literally, they manage yeah. it in every other movie when they blatantly kill this motherfucker off, and he'll be in the next movie like half the time. So I was like, give me anything, even if it's a flashback, even if you fucking pull a flashback clip from a movie that already happened. <laughs> Like, none. We got, like, I think at one point on the back of, like, a wall, there was, like, a fucking mugshot-type photo of him, and I was like, not enough! It's not enough! I think about Um, in one of the Saw movies when, like,
2: the only time he's in it is, like, a flashback when he's wearing, like, a baseball cap to show that he was, like, younger. And I was like, (laughs) what the fuck is this? I mean, they do that in this movie, too, with Chris Rock. It's like, oh, we're in the past, because Chris Rock has a baseball cap on backwards. He's young.
1: But you know what? Only one of them pulled it off. And I think we all know who.
0: We don't even need to say. Um... (laughs) But yeah, I think, yeah, as I said, I liked this one for all its flaws. I liked it more than half the other Saw movies. Yeah. So, you know what? It wasn't a total failure. Um,
1: okay, okay, sorry. I know we, we keep trying to wrap up, but I just, it thinks it's a better movie than it is, right? And I think I, I touched on that earlier. And I think, at least with the bad Saw movies, they're, under, they're not even trying to convince you. They're like this confused. Honestly, we don't even know what we're doing at this point. <laughs> but here are some people getting murdered. Throw in a time, you know, a weird timeline jump. Enjoy. And I do. I do. Because I stare at it and I'm like, don't know what's happening. Confused. I need a flow chart. But I'm having a blast. This movie, I'm like, ugh. So even though like technically, right, it is better than half the franchise. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to rewatch it. You know, like I would sooner, I'll say it. I'll, I would sooner watch the fourth one, which I fucking hate. Yuck. I, I'd sooner watch the final chapter. That confused mess. Because you know what? At least there's a girl with a hook down her throat.
0: You're so right. You're so yeah. right. Um, but before we wrap up, um, Roberta, what was the thing, that I don't know if you brought it up, that you wanted to come for me for?
1: Oh, it was just I, the, the Lifetime movie reference that I thought was hilarious. That you couldn't, oh, keep, oh, oh, that you oh, couldn't oh. keep up with a that Lifetime I'm a movie.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> make that very clear on every one of these episodes, so that's nothing Um, I
1: make. think you're brilliant.
0: Um, that's so funny. That's the funniest joke you've told in such a long time. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so, folks, that is Spiral. So, honestly, if you're a fan of the Soft Ranchers, I think we would all say, yeah, go see it. Go experience cinema again on the big screen. Support local movie theaters. IMAX uh, so I- I- with f- lasers. IMAX <laughs> with lasers, that goddamn Spiral. Um And yeah, I think, you know, if you like it, if you dislike it, if you're a loyal goddamn horror fan and or Saw fan, it doesn't matter because you're going to be there for the next one. Roberto, as always, it was such a pleasure to have you back so Uh, soon.
1: Thank you. You guys, this podcast is so fun. I love doing it. I love watching horror flicks with you guys. Um, I'm already like, okay, so when are we scheduling? You know?
0: Our people will talk to your people.
1: Right, right. Okay.
0: (laughs) And as always, keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.